Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 4, Leaping Lizards, in which Frasier and Bulldog engage in a battle of wits and pranks at KACL, goaded on by station manager Kate. Okay, I did have a question prepared for you this week, which is related to something in the episode, but I'm instead going to ask you, what are your what are your takes on the news of a Frasier revival? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a worrying um, noise. <laughs> oh, okay, so I should start by saying I think we are planning to do a bonus episode on this at some stage, aren't we? So We are indeed, so um, you don't have to give us your full essay. A, a flyby summary. <laughs> um, I really uh, don't want it. Uh, I I don't want it. I I think it's not the same. John Mahoney's obviously gone now. Um, I don't think it's, it's the same without him. Agreed. Um, I don't know if the rest of the cast, other than Kelsey, are going to be in it. I know Jane leaves. I saw an article with her saying she wouldn't leave. I think the Resident, which is a show she's in at the moment, okay. in order to film a new series of Frasier. Uh, I've not heard anything about like David Hyde Pierce or anything like that. I think one without them, it wouldn't work. Full stop. Or at least it wouldn't be a show. It would be a spin-off more than it would be. A, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be Frasier in quote yeah, marks. Exactly. Um, and also, just from a personal level, I just, it sounds bad. I don't want to see them all twenty years older and think about the progress of time. And yeah, be you confronted know. with your own mortality. Basically, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be seeing them going. Oh God, hasn't he aged? Oh God. Mm. Oh, I, oh yeah. So I'm. And I also, I just, I don't think it'll be as good. I just think that. I don't know. One, you've got to, I think, consider a couple of things. One, comedy is always better with a bit of nostalgia. Things Agreed. are funnier because we like them as kids. That's, yeah. I think, a factor. And, and two is just that I can't think of many shows that have gone away for a long period of time, come back and hit the same level that they hit previously. It's, it's rare. The, the only show that I can think of that has been okay and it's not been the same level, I think Red Dwarf obviously UK um, based sitcom um, that was away from the 90s came back a few years ago and I think it's been quite hit and miss there's been some very good episodes I think there's been some really poor episodes as well mm-hmm. um, but o- overall it's been okay Yeah. Um, beyond that I'm struggling to think of, of many I know like uh, Porridge for instance in another I say British based sitcom um, they've revived that being, um, I think it's supposed to be like the grandkids or the kids of whoever were the original characters. I'm not, I've seen a couple of And they're in prison again. <laughs> yeah, they're still in prison. Okay. okay. Um, I saw a couple, like the first episode or so, and it was really poor. Really? I didn't rate it. I didn't rate it at all myself. I thought it wasn't a, a touch on the previous, on the, the original. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to, I don't want to tarnish the legacy of it a little bit. It's because I, you know, what you don't, you can always think, okay, well, in my head, it all ends happily ever after. Everyone will get their happy endings off off screen. It all works out. And if you come back after twenty years and they've got the same problems and they've not got that happy ending, it you you can't have that ending in your head, mm. whether you like it or not, whether you watch it or not. You've got you've got a new ending now. You've got to retcon the previous one and kind of yeah, yeah. Um, which is is why I'm not too keen on it to be honest. Sorry, you go. I can say the only thing I'd say is I think that seems to be a fairly common theme. I don't think actually too many people are calling out for this at all. It, yeah, I think we, we did put a call out on Twitter and stuff for listeners, and by all means, keep the conversation going and respond on there after this episode's aired. Um, but yeah, I think generally there was an air of slight skepticism from a lot of people. I, I'm probably I'm probably not as dead against it as you might be. 
but I am I'm, sh- I'm only a shade away from that. I'm I'm very skeptical. I think the show is a perfect kind of hermetic world of 11 years 11 seasons do we need to kind of go beyond that and breach that kind of perfect little bubble around it i mean and again the ending of frasier is interesting it's a mini cliffhanger of sorts it's not super satisfying to me the matching with charlotte considering the matches he has with other other women throughout the show but yeah um it, it, I think I think personally they will get all of the main cast back in some way. I think because everyone everyone's response was where's David Hyde Pierce, and it's kind of the perfect marketing thing to wait a few weeks and then say guess who's joining the Frasier revival? It's David Hyde Pierce. They're all such good friends. I don't know why they wouldn't. And surely this is a big payday as well. And I'm, they're not motivated by that. But I, I see David Hyde Pierce. I watched like a season one episode and I jumped like a season eight or season nine episode or something like that. And I already think, God, he looks older. He looks he, older. He has and, aged very, very much so, hasn't and, he? Um, and it'd really bother me to see him older and think, oh, we're going to lose David Hyde Pierce one day. I'm not ready yeah. for that. I'm, I want to live in a world where David Hyde Pierce is aged, whatever age he was when he started. Frankly. He looks the same as he does in season one. Like he's <laughs> yeah. so young and like he's got his bouffant hair, and um, which is certainly not the case now. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, I don't want to say too much more just because of time constraints. Um, but yeah, oh, I should also say I'm not envisaging this episode being really short, but I am going to have to edit it in 24 hours or so. So it might not be like an hour and a half as, as some episodes have been, um, just as a forewarning to listeners. Um, but yeah, shall we? Shall we hop in a trivia corner key away from the revival talk? Let's hop. Let's tuck. Let's let's, let's hop, do whatever let's we need tuck. to do. Sometimes it's a different verb. <laughs> um, so we've got quite a few actually for leaping lizards um, from the usual card race. Let me just navigate over to Reddit and find these. Bear with me here. Okay, so I'll open with Cam Winston's, and he's also got Hot House Orchid and Missy Crane for you here, Key. Okay. Um, you have put your questions. You've put them ahead of time in the chat box, and I'm going to. Let me just read them so I can try not to do the thing I do every week, which is, uh, okay, yeah. Okay, cool, right. What line, oh no, sorry, first question from Hamish. Ed Harris is the celebrity caller to Bulldog Show. What acting link does Ed Harris have to Dan Butler? Kind of, <laughs> the kind of degree of separation here. How, um, how, how are you on your Ed Harris filmography? I, to be honest with you, you say Ed Harris. I'm not entirely sure who. It is. I'd have to know the. I'd have to. You'd have to tell Apollo me. Apollo thirteen. Yes. You know the guy in the who takes the headphones off in the control room. He just looks really pleased with himself at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that was. <laughs> you said Apollo thirteen. I think Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's the other guy. Um, oh, he's the other guy. Not he's Tom also Hanks. in The Rock with Nicolas Cage about and Sean Connery about like stealing Alcatraz and putting a nuke on it. I've not seen that. It sounds great. It's a Michael Bay <laughs> film. It's mental. Oh god. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's it, it's a big clue, but Apollo thirteen is a big link. It's not as okay. simple as they were both in Apollo thirteen. I was going to say, Dan, um, he's not in Butler's not in Apollo thirteen. Is he? I think I think I might have to give you this one. Were it's they... a very good question from Hamish. Hamish. Uh... Okay. So Apollo thirteen is a link. Yes. But they weren't in the same film. They weren't in the no, no. Okay, so were they both in films about Apollo thirteen? Is that it's just 
very, very close. Um, or, or basically, you're halfway there. They both played NASA flight director Gene Krantz, who's the guy I was describing. We're taking oh. headphones off. Ed Harris in Apollo 13, and Dan Butler played him in From the Earth to the Moon, which I assume is another film about. I, I feel I should put that on my list of what? From the Earth to the Moon. From the Earth to the Moon. Quite a poetic name there. You know, she is my heart song, my soul would sing um question two key from hamish what line is the caller on who thinks bulldog sucks and why does he think that okay so i, I like think he's this. i think he's on line nine. Oh my god wow because played. everyone everyone's going to say how funny it is except this guy in line nine in terms of why he su- i didn't think they gave a reason i thought they just said oh yeah he sucks not in general he just he doesn't in general, is is what Hamish has written down here. Bulldog sucks oh, in okay. general. That is extremely good that you got that online. You know line. what I mean? I like I like the lines. You That's... do like your lines. Um, when I, I kind of joked when obviously we didn't record last week and I was missing you dearly on the on the Facebook group chat. I was like, I'll have to run the best of key. And that <laughs> that comment got a lot of likes. And then last all of twenty minutes. And Max. then Corey was like, every episode is the best of Willow. Key. I was like, get out of here, you get out of here. Um, okay, question three: What has Nanette been doing? For the past two years oh i i think she's been floating at the top of the bowl she has ah, this is so i watched this episode i need to remind you of this i watched this episode about two weeks ago oh, so my memory Sorry. of it is abysmal um so please bear with me when you ask for your questions hothouse orchid what is kate's assistant's name i oh. completely forgot kate has an assistant she has an assistant because she is ridiculously quick in getting um the contract she's like get me this contract and Two seconds later, there's a contract in hand. Oh, I want to say Sarah, but I don't know if that's... It's the same number of letters and begins with an S. I've forgotten every name begins with an S. Um, If you ever watch Neighbours, one of the longest running characters in Neighbours has this name. Susan? Susan, Susan, yeah! Susan Kennedy from uh, from Neighbours. Well played, well played. Uh, What were you going to say? I was going to do a joke and I've ruined it. Don't worry. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, just as a quick one, I've just panicked again. When was the last time we were in Navosa? Oh, I haven't done a coffee cup in had it so this... long. I don't think we've had it this season, have we? Honestly, that's nuts. Can people please let me know when was the last time we were in Navosa? Because I'm really worried I've dropped the ball. We've... And I've got no idea when the last coffee count was. So when it actually does come up, I'm not going to have a good time trying to find that last figure. Um, I, I don't think we've been in Navosa for a good six or seven episodes. It really feels that way. It's, it's yeah. a noticeable hole in my life. Um, okay, for Missy Crane, question, last question from Hamish's group. How many books are on the coffee table throughout the episode I assume oh. that is Fraser's coffee table. Um, it's going to be a stab in the dark here. Uh, three. I'm that- going to give you a half a point there. It's, oh, it's- t- two until a third is added in the closing credits. Oh, wow. I didn't- that was hey. a complete guess. There you go. Wow. Well played. That's a pretty good innings for you there, Key. Very good. You got basically... I'm going to give you three... And uh, four, four, three, you got three right, and then two half points. We're going to give you a four out of five there. Um, thank you very much. Pretty tasty. Pretty, thank you, Hamish. And thank you uh, to Hot House Orchid and Missy, Missy Crane. Do you want to hit me with yours, Go. Uh, yeah. So I had a very weird moment. I went to get the KACL script up ready for our uh, actually going into the episode. And um, apparently, since they've updated Microsoft Edge, um, it automatically signs in on my work. Ooh. So it goes on my work history. 
apparently. That's, that's weird. <laughs> bit creepy. Um, a bit creepy. Have you got two screens there? Two computers? Yeah, I've got another oh, screen there for work. Look at yeah. us. Look at us. Mate, like a regular board, NASA General Gene Kranz <laughs> in our command centre. <laughs> um, okay, so my first question. Buy it on me. Who, what is the full name of the host of Pet Chat? Oh, man, I only know her first name. You get a second name, I yeah, think. Yeah, I know. You see when she's waving through the through the screen, the window with the cat. Nanette. I mean, this isn't a problematic question, but is it like a kind of common Jewish surname? Do you, um, know, do you know what I mean by, by that? I, I do. I wouldn't say it's particularly Jewish. I don't okay, it's, Jewish not, it's not a Jewish surname. Okay, in, in which case I'm going to have to tap out. I was thinking of something like Nanette Feynman or something like that. I think I heard, I could be wrong. I thought it was Nanette Stewart. Oh, shit, it is, man. I remember that now. Bugger, bugger, bugger. Good question. <laughs> uh, my second question. Let's roll. What is the exhibition that Niles wants to go see? I think it's, I can't remember the century, maybe 15th century Japanese. Oh, bugger, man. 15th century Japanese something. I mean, vases? I don't know. I think it's 14th century <sighs> Japanese. I, I think he said Nansuki fairies. That, that rings a bell. I, I'm but they're, they're figures, aren't they? They're thesis figures, I think. Oh, is it figure? That was Nansuki figures. Because um, um, I've put figures down in my notes. Bugger, man. Half a point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, figures. Yeah, I misheard. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, okay, and then third and final question. Let's roll. When it's raining in Seattle, Seattle residents do three things that annoys Frasier. What are they? Oh, man, a question about rain, and I don't even know the answer. <laughs> this Honestly, it's because I watched this episode so in, long ago. This is, I should say, the, the gap last week is entirely my fault, so I, I feel to blame. For oh, my memory's these. bad anyway, um, but it has literally been two weeks. Um Oh, I don't know. Maybe driving puddles. Is it is anything as clear as that, or is it a little bit more? Uh... I mean, you're on the right line. Yes, I'll give you one. They one of them is they drive too close to the curb, so you get splashed. Okay. Um... <sighs> Maybe something about umbrellas. Um... Oh, there is something about umbrellas. Uh... Oh, I don't know what. Shake them in your face or. Oh, they, they, they get, oh dra- no, not dragged back through a fence. That's a different, different episode. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so the umbrellas are too big, which makes you walk um, on the road a little bit. Um, and there's the third and final one, which is a bit more trivial than the others, shall we say. Oh, oh you're going to have to tell me, man. They wear brown shoes with white socks. God's sake, of course, <laughs> because I'm not going to spoil it, but um, Corey has an amazing little fun bit for re- related to that comment, um, which you can probably put two and two together already, but I'll save it. God, that was a bad, bad performance of me. I oh, it want... wasn't, mate. You did, a, you, did, you did a really good effort. Yeah, I'll, I'll be quiet. You, I think you, you got one. I don't, I'll give you one out of three for the... Uh, you got well. You said 15th century. I got the wrong figures. century. I didn't know what object it was. <laughs> there you go. It's a point. <laughs> um, yeah, not great, not great. But I am going to just plead defence that you know it's been too long since I watched this. Um, so Corey's questions to see things to a close, and we've also got one from moderator Steve. Um, for what entity is Fraser's PSA for the for at the start of the episode? Um, basically, yes. what like institution? PSA. What, what's 
The PSA. Uh, he does a public service announcement. Oh, like the little like advert. Oh, yeah, a bit like an advert sort of thing at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it? I want to say he's in Mercy Hospital or something like that. Or Absolutely Sisters of Mercy. But on Mercy Hospital. Mercy Hospital. Um, I feel like the Sisters of Mercy is almost like a reference in their botched language of crimes. Yeah. yeah. That... Sisters of Mercy. I think I think that might actually be the. Is it the Sisters of Mercy? I think that is what. Yeah. So that's a good consistency there. That ring. That seems to me like that might actually be a thing in Seattle because there's no way the Reuters would remember to be that consistent. Surely. Um, what team and position does Bulldog use the recording of Frasier singing as a metaphor? Okay, it's the it's the defensive line or line out or linebackers or something like that. Defensive line, but I don't know what team. The I don't know what team this is actually. Is it? Uh, it's is it... the it's the Raiders. I'm trying to see the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, wow, they're an American football team. I've literally never heard of them. <laughs> um, when they, they compete in the NFL, I've literally never heard of them. Um, super tricky bonus. Oh, no, sorry. Before we get to that, which of Duke's relatives is like Jackie Gleason, only loud? Oh, is it, is it Cousin Louie? It's Cousin, cousin Louie. Louie. <laughs> I wish we could meet Cousin Louie. Um, <laughs> super tricky bonus question from Corey here, which I grant is unfair, but I wanted to test the master. That's you, oh, Kate. Kate bemoans the fact that Frasier slips Harvard into every sentence. You can see what's coming here. When combining this episode along with She's the Boss, how many times has Frasier actually referenced Harvard to her? Oh, God. Great question. This is going to be a complete stab in the dark. I've got no idea. Um, Although I would love someone just to do like a little video. Every time Frasier says Harvard, um, the guy just pops up and goes, I went to Princeton. <laughs> I went to it. Princeton. Um, if I had more time, I'd edit that into this podcast, but I don't <laughs> think I can do that. Um, it's a oh, stab in the dark. I'm going to say... Oh, oh, it's it's got to be a few times, say, hasn't I it? I think you'll be surprised. That's what I'll say. Oh, okay. I was going to say it's got to be a few times in order for the joke to work. So I would have thought mm-hmm. my instinct was four or five. But if I'm going to be surprised, maybe it's less than I thought. Hmm. So maybe it's actually three or four. Okay, I'm going to say... Cogs whirring, listeners. I, I kind of want to say three and a half, just to pitch it. Say. I'm going to say <laughs> three, but there's something that says four. But no, it's three, 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 four, three, three, three. Three. You are so close. Oh! It's is twice. It, what? Surprisingly, only twice. Kate actually says Harvard three times. Dot dot dot. Paging Doctor Kettle as uh, as Corey's part. Yeah, only twice. I thought it was loads. I'd have said like eight. I I, had... I, I thought five. if you hadn't given me the surprise, but I'd have said five. Yeah, I was I was thinking north of five. Um, wow. And finally, for trivia corner this week, Key, what from moderator Steve? What does what? I think it should see what types of postcards does Bulldog ask his listeners to send in? Chicks in thongs. I'm sorry, I meant women in thongs. <laughs> women in thongs, sorry, sorry guys. Absolutely spot on. A really good, thank you for that, Steve. Excellent um, trivia corner for you there, Key. The less said about mine, the better. Um, hopping into the review, Animation Watch, can you tell us what it was, please? I think, is it lights coming on? It is I lights think. on in the skyline. And it's, it seemed to recall, not a spoiler for next week's, but it's also the elevator. It's not a great week for variety in the animations. Um, we open in KACL. Niles is visiting. I always like it when Niles comes to KACL. And the rumors were true. The 14th century Japanese yeah. figures are on display. I mean, what's the best piece of art you've seen in exhibition? Have you ever seen something really good? I mean, I've, I've been to the Louvre. 
Oh wow! Um, okay, that's pretty so, pretty good. So I've seen like um, you've been underwhelmed by the fact that Mona Lisa is tiny, it's tiny and you tiny, can't get it? anywhere near it because of the ropes. And it's just like people like take people are looking at it through their their video like they're through their phones, not mm. actually looking at it. It's absolutely tiny. It's so small. Um. So yeah, I'm a bit underwhelmed by it, actually. Mm. Um. But I mean, it's, I think it's got to be that because there's not. I'm not. I'm not going seeing to see fine art every Saturday. To be honest with you, so, <laughs> I feel like I should. I just. I'm not really someone who gets art that much. Mm-hmm. I. I don't I, think sometimes it's just about just experiencing it. You know, you don't have to put the onus on yourself to get things. So, there was you know. um, going to be like a. a I know. I remember. I'm going to embarrass myself and show my lack of my lack of cultural attaché here. <laughs> um, by saying it wrong, is it, is it Van Gogh? It's not Van Gogh, is it? Oh, Van Gogh. I, I think technically, and I'm, I'm, I say Van Gogh, I know Americans say Van Gogh. I think the Dutch, it's like Van Gogh. Like it's okay. a real, like, <laughs> Gogh. Well, there was meant to be a Van Gogh, a Van Gogh. Um, <laughs> in, in Birmingham towards the end of last year. And I was going to get tickets that I was going to oh, go. Yeah. And I held fire because I thought it would get cancelled. And it did get cancelled. So good work, <laughs> right decision, right decision. Um, but I've like, I think if I was going to see an artist's work, it would probably be a, a Van Gogh. Van Van Gogh. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I, I went to see re- well, not recently. I think it was about two years ago now. Um, my dad and a few friends. Um, the Anthony Gormley exhibition at the Royal Academy in London. For those who don't know, he's design like the angel of the north in the um which is a big landmark in in the uk near newcastle um but yeah just a really famous and valuable like sculptor and all sorts and it was really cool there's a lot of crazy installation art um like kind of these ones with like loads of stone figurines kind of like stuck to the wall and like you could kind of stand amongst and they're like hanging upside down and that and there's like a photo of me standing perpendicular to one um the, the perspective looks really cool um but yeah that's probably the best one i've seen in person um again think, also wish i went to see more i, I think I, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before one of the best things i've ever seen in terms of art which i really loved is there was a thing on in, in Birmingham a few years ago now, Genuine Fakes. Yeah, I you, think, got, I don't know if you talked about that really early, actually. Maybe in the Martha Paxson episode or something, yeah, I don't know. Um, but a guy, he, he actually went to prison for art fraud, and then someone said to him, why don't you just, if just to be honest, that just market them, them as what they are. And people will still buy it because it looks amazing. Um, and it, it was incredible. It, it was like a couple of grand for uh, the, his, him, his version of Starry Star. Wait, is it, Star- it is, is it Starry, Starry Night? Night? I think it's just called Starry Night. I always think of the song Starry Starry, Starry Night. Starry Night. I learned that on the piano last year, man. I Did love you? that song. Um, oh. And if I if I was the sort of person who had a few grand lying around, I'd probably have bought it. But Starry it's... Night is so nice. It's an yeah. amazing piece of work. I love that. Yeah. I was a few um, grand short of a few grand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, listeners, let us know what your favourite um, piece of art you've seen in person is. Uh, Niles is opening a board suite here in the booth. Would he be this discourteous? And just sit there obnoxiously opening one right next to a microphone that's so obviously making noise. I don't think so. I think it's a bit it's a bit strange. Much. It's a bit it's a bit forced, I think, this joke. Mm. Um I don't I don't think that one Niles would be discourteous this this is this discourteous. Yeah. Especially given that he's obviously by this stage, you know, he's filled in for Frasier before he knows how it works, you know, so he knows it's a problem. Um and yeah, I just, it's, and it's, I don't think it's particularly, it's not a hilarious joke or anything like that. I think, you know, it's okay, but it does feel a bit forced for me a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it just, yeah, it, it, 
just there are some things they do. I'm just like, this is a slightly bit immature for for them social. I know they're not great social, socially aware, but then they are very popular in their social circles and like in their soirees. They're on teen soirees. You know, they're very socially mobile and stuff. So I don't know. Um, now we have a call from Dr. Julius Irving. Uh, this oh, is so oh, no, no, that's late. This is it's Mac, isn't it? At this stage. Oh, is this someone else? Who's he this is when he calls there? up pretending to be the Australian who's oh, got a problem Mac. with COVID. Yeah, this is so obviously Dr. Dog. Julius Irving is actually <laughs> Dr. Um, Julius Irving. <laughs> that's the um, three little maids from school. That is um, this this Australian accent is so clearly bulldog. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. It, it's <laughs> not bad. I mean, people, we've said this before, but how many, have you ever been mistaken for being Australian in your life? No, never. Because the Birmingham, I must have a really weird voice. Six or seven times across my entire life, I've been mistaken by different people being Australian, including, I probably said this, the moderator for the Fraser subreddit, after he saw our Sol Rubinick video with Donnie Douglas, yeah. he was like, oh, you know, is, is everyone, you know, does everyone like Frasier in Australia or something? It's like, we're not from Australia. And it's like, what? It's like, are you from New Zealand then? It's like, no, we're from Birmingham. Um, <laughs> so I've been mistaken for Australian a lot. So maybe that's why I can see through Bulldogs guys here. Um, but we do have an amazing line from Frasier, which is, there's nothing more irritating than pointless and pretentious erudition. Oh, <laughs> the way good line, isn't it? That. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 a funny little moment. I like that line. Um, and I, do, I feel like it's trying to throw in as many stereotypes for an Australian person as possible. Like, it really is. Your, um, it's like what your what your Sheila said. Well, yeah. mate. Um, nobody gives a billabong. A nobody billabong. gives a billabong. <laughs> is that isn't that just a brand or is that actually a name for something? I have no idea. I've never heard it before. Billabong. I know. I've always known it as like a surfer brand. Um, what is a billabong? It's a blind channel leading out from a river, um, ah. or a backwater forming a stagnant pool. Doesn't sound Ooh. the nicest, but uh, yes. I think Billabong's mostly famous for being a, a surfing clothing brand. Um, so there you go. Um, and we also get not really you bloody wallaby. So you bloody wallaby. That's a good one. I mean, we say bloody a lot and wallaby could quite easily be adopted into our uh, everyday language. Um, what's this? What's this in reference to now? And he says to Roz. Um, oh, it, or is it? Oh, is it Roz? Trojan horse, isn't it? Yeah. He says, what a nice wooden horse. Of course, I'll sign for it. What's he yeah. saying that in reference to? So Roz is meant to be screening the calls and has clearly yes. been followed by bulldogs. And uh, just as... As her ancestors were most sure, surely old <laughs> on a Trojan horse. That is such an excellent line. What a nice wooden horse, of course. I was over it. I love that. Um, KACL's motto, we learned at this point, is yakety yak, we talk back. Is this branding ever seen anywhere? Is this ever mentioned again? This is the first time I certainly I, I, I recall seeing this or hearing this. Mm. And I don't, it doesn't ever spr- spring to mind. So it's I'm a pretty terrible. Now, uh, pretty terrible tagline in my opinion um especially when they've got something as generally you know robust and and well regarded as fraser's psycho psychiatry to me it seems a little bit aggressive like yakety yak we talk back we're gonna come for you (laughs) and that's a theme of bulldog i'm not really sure why anyone calls into bulldog show just to get insulted that's all i think they love the vibe don't they they just love it's a bit like you know if you idolize him that much you just want him to just pout you with abuse is it like Um, people who um is it 
is it Gordon Ramsay that people like send pictures of their dinner to on Twitter? And, yeah, or yeah, James Blunt that people send a message to. James so Blunt is hilarious them. on Twitter. <laughs> his his bio is Cockney rhyming slang for the good stuff as well. Obviously Blunt and um, but yeah, he's just he's he is very blunt on Twitter, but he's he's great. Um, obviously Niles bumps into um Kate in the corridor now. And we learn that Kate also speaks Japanese. He says something to her now. The way Kate says, watch your mouth. Actually, it's really funny. This always kills my, um, probably one of my favorite Kate moments. Um, really good delivery. You got, um, if, if you had to guess, what would you say Niles has just said? Is it revealed in the in the scene? It, it's not. I'm going to try and Google it now. I'm, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I reckon he's just said, um, I don't know, you are a very attractive woman or something. I reckon it's going to be like a, a gender confusion. Um and that's why it's a social faux pas. How are you translating this? Are you having to type in Japanese characters? I um basically. Oh, okay. So I'm on Reddit. So okay. shout out for our people at Reddit. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So according to this guy two years ago, uh, he said that when he translated it, it just means I am sorry, which I, it does not mean that. It can't mean that. Mm. Um. Maybe it means Dr. Julius Irving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I've, I've let everyone down a little bit here. I have no idea. Don't um, worry. No, you've, you've, yeah. done the, you've done the legwork. You've done the math and you went to look. Okay, there's a trivia page on IMDb. I feel I feel I should let you carry on while I look for this you in the background. You keep digging around. Um, Yoshi, Yoshi's referenced here. Oh, oh okay. found it. So IMDb says it can be translated to annoying beast. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That makes sense. Um, and it's kind of funny to call to, to imagine calling Kate an annoying beast. Kind of get a kick out of that. Also, um, IMDb. This, we should really should be using the trivia for IMDb. That's what I'm learning from this. Julius Irving. Do you know why Bulldog uses that name? Isn't he a basketball player? He's Dr. J. Dr. J. Yeah, apparently that's Julius Irving. Yeah. Why? Wow, there you NBA, go. NBA legend. There you so. go, man. Um, yeah. I thought he was a basketball player. I mean, we could use IMDb, but then we have the next best thing, which is Corey's fun bits. That is true, yeah. As we'll see later, there's some really great shit in there. So, um, Niles intimidated by powerful women. I've put a note here. I just like the fact there's this consistency to his character and that he he like bows to Kate and then like humbly backs out of the door. It's it's pathetic. I, I just love um, how he mutters like, I'll just retreat so that I can be one with my humiliation. One <laughs> with my humiliation. He's never met Kate before and he has gone from like completely normal social interaction telling her about a gallery he's going to visit to bowing backwards out of a door saying he's going to be at one with his humiliation. I think he just actually absolutely loses it at this point but yeah i think it's good consistency that he's he's intimidated by powerful women um, yeah and i like it. it's it's funny it's it fits into it's a good character. scene yeah it's consistent um and i also love that it still gives us that like quite superiority about kate as well in that um she says about how it's a shame they're not letting the really rare pieces out of the country so basically just to I say i love his face when she says the, that. the version i saw is better yeah like you know <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll see the, the the you know the attenuated version um yeah that's hilarious and just yeah she's really got a hold over the two of them um even though she barely sees niles in her whole arc um but you know it's it's good stuff um the what here here we have her saying the way you managed to get harvard into every conversation um and obviously we now know that it's actually only twice um, though it did definitely seem like more than that to me. Frazier does mention Harvard a lot. After all, he went to Harvard. When he's wrong, the world makes a little less sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't remember if we've seen that episode or not. 
think we have. I maybe? feel like we have. Um, we see now, okay. I don't know if you you probably won't have seen this actually. I think I posted this to the Fraser fan club on Facebook. She goes into an office now, and we see like a fairly detailed and very messy interior of an office that she enters. And I was trying to gauge on on Fraser fan club what it might be. As far as I'm concerned, we never see that room again. We never see into that room again. It's just like another part of KACL. Um, but interestingly enough, it was like a fully fleshed out room. It's not like that door just leads off stage, as it were. Yeah. Um, we also see Nanette's booth and into that other booth when she's waving through the window. So yeah, strangely, this episode kind of really colours KACL as, a, as an environment. I actually find it really weird as well. There's so many extras in this episode. Mm. In pretty much every KACL scene, there's just three or four people just chatting in the background. Yeah, like when when Kate and Fraser are having this chat, there's four or five guys just standing there looking at like some just guys being dudes. Um, and then when um Dr. Julius Irving mm. is um is calling <laughs> Fraser, there's three or four people just stood in Bulldog's booth laughing along with them. Like, yeah. Oh what, my what, god! What are they doing? <laughs> Thank God you've said that. I've made a note of that. Yeah, there it is. I, I won't I won't spoil what I've literally written down. Um, but I've got yeah. I completely commented on that. Um, so yeah, I'm so glad you spotted that. Uh, now Bulldog wants postcards. Chicks in thongs. Enough said. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said that. Like, I meant women, women in thongs. Women in thongs. <laughs> um, very weird line delivery from Kate at that point when she says, "If you think I'm going to let you rag on Frasier for high ratings, you and I are going to get along just fine." The way she says "just fine," like Ace Ventura. Um, yeah. How did I, you make this? I I actually think there's quite a few moments in this where Kate's delivery is really. Weird. This is one, what I'm talking about, man. At one stage, she says thesaurus really weird as well, and it bothers me, and I don't oh, know. That is that when he's like he's leaving the office and go around the corner, or she, no, she's going around a corner or yeah, something. She, uh, they're walking, I think, out of her. He's gone to our office to complain about bulldog. That's and it. And they're walking back into the. Booth, she's got a Nanette's contract within two seconds. Back, but <laughs> like so, Susan's just so fastidious. She's, she's on the ball at Susan. We she all is, need right? a Susan. She needs a pay rise. <laughs> and then, she, and then she says something about thesaurus as they're leaving. Yeah, I think so. And she just pronounces it quite weird. Mm. Like, I think she said, like, Thesaurus or Thesaurus. I don't know. I, I forget, but it was weird. It really... I remember distinctly in secondary school, some people, like, thinking it was pronounced Thesaurus. Um, she might and... even say it like that. I don't know. She I just... don't think she does, but I feel like I know what you mean. In the... I remember people used to say that all the time. I mean, it very that could be the correct pronunciation. Um, <laughs> it could be. We just showed a complete lack of culture and everyone I mean, else is listening. While we're on the fact, actually, I'd literally 30-second anecdote here, but I recently found out about a week ago about a word I've been mispronouncing for literally years. So when you... The term for basically when you reimburse someone for their time, you you know... You, did you see I, my tweet? I saw, your, I saw your tweet. Yeah, you... Did you um, always know it was remunerate with an M first? So basically, I found this out about a year ago because I kept t- typing things in, remunerate, and it kept coming up and it's wrong. And I thought, it's not wrong. <laughs> and then basically, after six or seven times of word flagging it to me, I thought, maybe I am wrong. <laughs> and you checked and it says remunerate. And then since then, I always have to like make a, I have to sort of, it's a bit like Wednesday when I spell Wednesday. I you have to Wednesday. sound it out, Wednesday. Um, and remunerate now is one of those where I have to remunerate. It doesn't sound right, you know. Re- and also, I think remunerate with an N oh, first it makes is sense. It is just, a word, but I think it's yeah. got nothing to do with that. It's about like just counting something. You know, I'm going to renumber, renumerate, and that's what I thought. You know, you renumber someone, you give them the numbers, you give them the money. Um, but yeah. <laughs> 
people oh, if you've been saying like, remunerate to let us know you, you could be like a game show host give them the money i'm give going them, to remunerate give them the money, <laughs> <Give> them money. <laughs> it's now time for the wicked wango rat <laughs> uh, <laughs> so basically i've just put rain in capital letters now it's raining again um yeah. We've had a lot of rain recently, so huge, huge fan of this. Uh, uh, we get, uh, obviously, a film reference in a title card, Singing in the Rain. We do. Um, the apartment's just really cozy here. Eddie's hiding from the thunder. Just really vibing here. Um, and on that note, Key, on vibes, do you like Pate? Because we all know the answer to this, don't worry. You don't like Pate, do you, I, I don't. I don't think I've even ever tried Pate. Do you like anything that isn't bread and like, American cheese? Basically, if an eight-year-old boy won't eat it, I probably <laughs> won't eat it either. Oh, man, what are we going to do? Yeah. Honestly, the best buffet I've ever been to is like, just ham sandwiches. None of that stuff on it. Just ham sandwiches. I'm with you there. I prefer and, sandwiches with minimalist fillings. I'm like, and like, and it's a difference. I just like ham. And you're like minimalist fillings. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, cut, like cold sausage rolls. That's oh yeah. That's my buffet dream. That is oh, oh, sausage rolls and a buffet. I'm going straight for them like a freaking heat seeking missile. Um, Frasier's obviously ordered foie gras here. Very controversial. I assume you're aware of how foie gras is made. You know what the deal is with that. Is it? I know caviar is fish eggs. Is that no, right? no, don't worry if you didn't. I didn't want to like insult you by telling you what it is. But oh, you... no, insult away, my friend. Okay, so basically, it's pate. But what they do is they literally force feed goose, geese, and ducks. Like literally, put a pipe down their throat and force feed them, so they get really fat um, and basically really enlarge their liver. Um, and then they they basically it's delicious. But like the the cost of being the most inhumane production of food you can even imagine, like it is really controversial. Um, and I'm fairly certain banned in a lot of countries. Like you can't produce it this way. Um, wow. But yeah, literally force feeding them. It's really grim. Um, so the fact that the fact that Fraser buys that is kind of very believable to me. Um, it is something that's eaten by the the metropolitan liberal elite shall we say um now we have dr julius irving um, yes phoning in and we do that we, we know he's a basketball player now i just made the note that i do this voice a lot i mean i've already done the impression a few times on here it's very addictive it's quite good it's very I, do it again do it again i'm mate. not doing it yeah now you put me on the spot it's too addictive and i feel like i do this a lot just like when i'm chatting about you know with other friends who like fraser you know it's a it's a voice you want to do to know also, does, I, I love the fact that Fraser doesn't think it's even the slightest bit weird that Niles' receptionist would direct people to Fraser. Just yeah, what's call, that call, about? Call his brother's home apartment because he's always there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really weird. Um, but but... I, I do love this. And I think this is clearly a bit of a running Kelsey grammar joke because obviously in, in The Simpsons, he sings Gilbert and Sullivan, HMS Pinafore. Oh, um, yeah. In, and also in the episodes of the in that episode of the Simpsons, while Kelsey doesn't specifically sing Three Little Maids from School, the rest of the Simpsons family do sing it. In when he's like strapped to the bottom of the car, ah, um, oh. and they they've got the entire back catalogue of um, Gilbert and Sullivan on tape, and they put it in. They sing Three Little Maids from School, and I think there's an episode of Cheers where he sings it as well. Wow, I think um, you're right. Actually, that I think someone may have put that in listener mail. I can't remember, so I don't want to try and preempt that too much. But the really good observations, I completely forgot about the Simpsons. Um, and it's just, I, I honestly, I if I hear this song, and I, I'm going to be honest, I don't hear it in my day to day life. But 
it's such a it, for me it's it's i don't know who originally about well, gilbert sullivan but i go to kelsey grammar songs for me basically. this is a kelsey number one <laughs> Uh, I th- I feel if if Kennedy Burling were not around, we would have to have adopted Doctor Julius Irving <laughs> as as our, as our end of end of episode guy. Honestly, can you imagine like just our end of podcast party? Doctor Julius Irving is the Princeton guy, <laughs> hanging around together. Just a who's who of of the best, the the creme de la creme in Seattle. Um, oh, that, that's a that's a game to play, isn't it? Who's the best? characters we just sort of meet briefly like oh i'd love that we should do a bonus i was thinking the other day like when we've actually finished the show um or maybe in the final season because it might be nice to have a definitive final episode and like for the podcast and not just keep putting things out after that so we could we could litter the final season something with loads of special bonus episodes like that like the best side characters or the best one line characters or something like that. That'd be really cool. Who are all these random people in Bulldog's booth? Terrible impression of being amused is what I've written here. They're like, they're laughing. It's so fake. Like, I, I, I tell you what, I'm not, I won't, we'll, we'll wait till we get to it. There's a I lot hope of they didn't get, fake laughing in this episode. I hope they didn't get paid much. Um, <laughs> you say we'll wait till we get to it. Is there another instance of fake laughing then that you wanted to, to bring up? Um, I, I just I don't like Kate's acting at all in the last mm. scene. Um, oh like... my god! In the hospital. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Let's wait till we get <laughs> yeah. to that because it's horrendous. Okay. Where am I? My bullet points. Um, people still ask us he Fraser's yum yum. Um, after he's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, what a line! That That's is. a really popular line as well. I see that line used all the time on on Fraser fan club over on Facebook and stuff like that. People love and, that line. And Fraser so casually as well, even when he's the butt of the joke, still reminding everyone he's smarter than other people. Just <laughs> you know, chop a day if his entire work life consists of looking at a free wagon crowded, not crowded. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for preempting my next bullet point, actually, which is that Chopper Dave's mentioned twice. Um, and the fact that, like, Frazier has that little line about him, he even gets, like, his own extended bit of script, you know, giving us a bit of in- insight. Like, we thought Chopper Dave was dead. No more. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> he, <back>. lives. <laughs> he lives. He lives. Maybe that's, 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 that's your... Do you know you did a little summary in the episodes when you released the podcast episode? Yes. Chopper Dave lives. Chopper Dave lives. He's not dead. Um, oh, in fact, you just reminded me of something then. Um, oh, yeah, it's completely unrelated. Um, so I'm only going to mention it for 30 seconds. But I don't actually think we've mentioned on the podcast yet how awesome were Caitlin's episode things where she'd wrap put all our rankings together. Oh, yes. have we Have we discussed them in the podcast yet? I don't think so. Or if we have, we haven't given it the justice it deserves. It, they're so one of my favourite things to look at. It looks amazing. Absolutely it's amazing. So good. And that compatibility ranking, did you see that? So we now yes. we can see which seasons. we And we're actually more aligned in season two than season one. Am um, I, has she done one for season one as well? Or is it just Yeah, yeah, I'll put, bo- I'll put both up. Oh, on. I'll, I'll have another double check. They're both one. on Twitter and on, on our page if you want to go and check them. But, but yeah, so real satisfying. shout out to Caitlin because it is phenomenal. And it's so good. Um, it, it, it just it really puts it into sort of perspective because when we have our chat and it's great and I make my little list of, oh, we were similar in these categories, but it's hard to really... It's hard to visualise. Yeah. Yeah. And to just put it onto like a visual representation like that, it's absolutely amazing. So thank it's you. So sick. Um, and like the fact that we're gonna have like definitive rankings between us for every season and then ultimately i assume once we have all 11 seasons there would be a way of putting the top tens of each together and getting a definitive top 10 um 
for the whole show. So it's just exciting as hell, man. I love crunching that data. Um, Nanette Stewart, named here by Kate. I had put her name down. Just obviously, it's been two weeks since I made these notes, so it had not stuck. Half a million listeners is mentioned here. Is this to Fraser's show? Does, does Fraser say he has half a million listeners? Um, or does Kate say that? Because that, I, I just flagged it as like, it seemed high. Um but then maybe it's not. I don't know how many people live in Seattle in the 90s. Like, I don't know, nine million? No, not that many. Five million? So does half a million sound high to you? Like one in 10 people listening to the radio? And that is very high, isn't it? Especially seems- like daytime radio as well. That, you know, people are working. And, you know, in an office, you might have one person who's actually got it on, but you're not counting the rankings for every person who's okay. listened to it. Seattle's population. The city population in 2010 was 608,000. So now we're looking at more than more than one in two people listening to the radio. Um, So yeah, that's nuts. Um, Yeah, the metro area I think is is obviously bigger. Metro is 3.9. So still looking at one in eight people listening to the show. To guess, yeah, pretty yeah, that seems high. But I do not remember seeing Nanette in this episode. The fact we see her holding the cat through the window. Um, and then Kate makes a fairly funny line. Oh, no, she's brought along. Is it Mrs. Whiskerson? What's the name of the cat? It's Spanky. I Spanky. 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 I don't know where I'm getting Mrs. Whiskerson from. That's from something, but I don't know what. Well, I just, that's why you call your cats, isn't it? Let, me, uh, let, me, let me go on Mrs. Whiskerson. Um, here we go. Mrs. Whiskerson. Oh, it's from um, Friends. Rachel's horrible sphinx cat with no hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one I'm on about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what it's from. Niles is is now around at the apartment. I've put the storm still raging at night. I, I just I wonder why they choose to do this. Like, because they don't have to have rain throughout the whole episode, but they choose to do it. Like, it's added expense for them, surely. Like, it, it's surely more expensive to have a rain effect than not. So, yeah, I think I it's just it just make it feel like Seattle. Yeah, to give an element of realism, I think, to it. It but works, I think. One, one thing that I find quite weird is that when Niles got there, he had two quite distinctive watermarks on his coat on the shoulders. Did he? There was two, like, as, as though he'd gotten wet on his shoulders going down either side. Mm. And nowhere else. The rest of the coat was dry. Just his arms. Yeah, it's like his shoulders going down. That's so strange. I swear. that. Uh, and then when Kelsey comes in, I don't think his coat's wet at all. <laughs> So that is weird. I mean, I guess obviously your, your shoulders are getting rained on the most, and it might not, if it's not raining that heavily, won't drip onto the rest. But I mean, I'm possibly, I mean, I'm grabbing at straws there. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it's a weird one. Um, Niall's basically having an orgasm with the wine I put here. Um, I can't remember wh- when, is uh, this when he just, he, oh yeah, he just goes, he, mm, oh, mama, or something like that. Yeah, he talks about people relying, I think, is it on drugs or turning to drugs to deal with their problems? And then, oh, <laughs> oh mommy. mommy. <laughs> oh, mommy. <laughs> so good. Um, and then there's a really kind of great exchange with Marty here, um, where he's like, oh, I, I, Dad, I can't sleep at night unless I know who hurled which ball through what apparatus. Oh, um, good line, isn't it? One of the best deliveries of Nars, I would say, and probably the, one of my favourites of this episode. Um, really, really good. And Martin kind of responds to something else now. Someone says like a question or something about Niles or oh, is it about um about Fraser being funny about a bit? And then he goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. you know, you're witty. You know, yeah. this is it's, it's it is a tough one because Fraser is witty, but no, he isn't funny. 
He's not, he's, he's not like, like a cousin Louie. No, he's not like know. cousin Louie, who is hilarious and loud. And like, if 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 you were at a party with Fraser, he wouldn't be like holding court, making people laugh. Whereas, you know, I'd like to think me and you might get a bit of a laugh out of someone. You know, it's. I'm I'm hoping to, honestly. If so, I'm, if if someone turns around, went, eh, you're not that funny. I'd be really upset. If I'm I'm really upset. I think I think being funny is one of the few you know great gifts you can give to other people. Um, yeah. You know, growing up, my favorite thing at school was making other people laugh. Like, I just love to do that, um, usually by just being an ass. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I think, I think yeah, it's it's a, it's a nice skill to have if you've got it. Um, and, yeah, Frasier maybe has it in shades, but not quite Bulldog's level. You know, Bulldog does clearly have it. But this, course, we, sorry, what you going to say? I was going to say, I think you're going to say the same thing. So I'll let I you think take I, the lead. No, no, you say it, you say it. Is it a beloved commentator and friend of, of, the, of the podcast getting a shout out here? Sydney Asbasket. Yes. Yes. Sydney Asbasket. Do you know who Sydney Asbasket is? As, as, in, in, as in, in real life, the commenter. No. It's moderator Steve. Oh, is it? It's is Steve. That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he won't mind me outing him there. Um, but yeah, he's uh, that is Sydney Asbasket. Um, so yeah, but I love this. It's it's a great joke. Um, Steve like absolutely loves this scene. So that's, that's why he chose it as his pseudonym. But yeah, just a really just a great moment for them two just having a laugh on the sofa reminiscing Be- because of steve i genuinely was like why didn't they start with from the desk of sydney Aspen? from the desk <laughs> from the so desk of maris <laughs> <laughs> i love that episode so much right so here i put i just may go home for christmas who does daphne say so daphne says it yeah she and I, um, put, I don't get this so they're talking about you know cousin louis yeah he's really funny. he's like jackie gleason only loud um and he says he makes you laugh so hard beer comes out of your nose and then she has this like quite strange line she just goes oh do you know what else feels good through the nose a warm cook of cocoa everyone looks though and she goes i might just go home for christmas this that's year. it yeah i don't she just means, oh, you don't get me, you know, but I want to be around it, my family who would laugh at hot cocoa going through my nose. Is, yeah, is it something like they don't make her laugh to the point where cocoa goes through her nose, but her family would, or... I think it's more just like the way they look at her, like, culturally, like, oh, don't get that joke. She's like, yeah. mm, I'm not with my people here. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I kind of get it. Um, it would be tough for Daphne, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we also... Uh, so in this scene, we also have a brilliant line from Niles about oh, um, marriage and the rugby cushion. Fortunately for all of us, embarrassment was averted when my little fawn proved too light to activate it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. The use of fawn and proved too light to activate it. That's the, 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 the wording there. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and weirdly, I watched another episode of The Office recently where a whoopee cushion played a fairly prominent role. So whoopee cushions on the brain. Did you, have you ever owned a whoopee cushion key? I think I'm, have you ever a, deployed one? Uh, I think when I was a kid, I definitely got one from like a Simpsons comic or something. Did you, or like did you have the Bart Simpson briefcase of all of his little pranks in? Possibly. I yeah, still I have think, it, man. Do you? Oh, like it had it had one of those things you put on your hand that buzzes people. Yes. It had yeah. the chewing gum, and if you pull the chewing gum out, a mouse trap clips your finger. Yeah. Um, it had one of those rusty bandages you put on your finger. And it looks like a nail's gone through, covered in blood. Yeah. It had soap that to- toothpaste that makes your teeth go black um and a wobby cushion that there was you go. that was the prime was it when you had oh, like man. comics you could get all that and... and the books like the secret life of bart simpson and things oh, like that and... amazing i i i want them to bring back bongo comics oh, oh man I love the Simpsons magazine. Imagine if they make Frasier ones we could do that Kay. we could, we could get <laughs> crowdfunding have like a zine um and, and style it on 90s early noughties fan mags and make it about fresh 
I'm, I'm sure there's a market for it. There's there's a, people would buy it. I mean, whether or not we've got the time to make it, I doubt. But um, God, that would be sick. Um, so now we we kind of have the whole thing in in KSCL with the the lizard is in the tombola um, as we call it here in the UK. I don't know if that's a term they use in the US um, for like the raffle pulling out of a b- box. Um, maybe it is. I'm probably being completely uh ignorant there but the shot of the lizard running away with kate's finger what he a looks, highlight he looks quite cute actually, <laughs> what a highlight for the episode i think it's hilarious i just think the way the lizard's bobbing her shane stopped that lizard um just <laughs> really good i mean i've got a quote here for, I think where frase is trying to apportion blade and he says that nanette from pet chatter <laughs> the way he calls her that she, nanette he knows she's her had an axe to grind um Oh, that's when they're that's when they're in the hospital where he says yeah. that. So I've skipped I, a little bit. I um, love um I'm, the only thing I find a bit one, I love the fact that we've got the curvaceous and bodacious assistant, Darlene. Oh yeah. Darlene. <laughs> um I love Darlene. But I, the only thing is is that I find I think Kate and Bulldog are a little bit stilted when they're sort of Yeah, when she's doing she's like, well, the, hello, Bulldog. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit stilted. Um but I guess that, you know, she's not an on-air personality, so perhaps we can expect that. Um, it's odd, though. And also, I find it a little bit weird. I mean, obviously, the, the time constraints of the episode don't allow it. Mm. But obviously, Bulldog jumps on the, the booth and is is obviously horrified by the lizard. It, it's strange that nobody take like, you don't see Roz or anyone else calling him out or taking the mick out of him. It, um, I, I wouldn't have... I, maybe it would have been... I should have liked maybe a little bit where... Do you know when they go to the hospital and Roz is like basically trying to persuade Frazier not to to give himself up or you know tell Kate who it was? Mm. Um, if maybe you'd seen if Bulldog had made a comment and Roz had been oh you know go, go run from some lizards or something like that or just just a little jab it's at him, just for something it. to have made it worthwhile. Otherwise, what's the point? You've not yeah. humiliated Bulldog in any way. He literally jumps on the chair screaming. You know. Yeah. It's yeah, I completely get that. Um, the payoff, I guess, is ultimately undercut by the fact it goes so freakishly wrong um, with the lizard. So now we have Kate laughing because she is high on on morphine or or NOS or something. This is not a comfortable scene to watch. Um, I don't know what she's doing. Why they thought this was a good artistic choice, but it's awkward. It's not believable. It's really weird. Yeah, listen, I get that she's meant to be high, essentially. Yeah. She's meant to be out a bit. Which is um, very, very hard to fake in any context in, in TV and film. You, It's really hard to fake being high. However, yeah. she does it badly. Yeah, she it, doesn't it's do not a job at all believable. Um, I mean, I do love the line. Um, you know, one minute you're standing in a hallway, the next minute you're poo-poo platter for a lizard. Yeah. Good, good line. But... And then obviously the next bit, you know, that's a funny word, isn't it? Hallway. That that, that I've, I've singled that out. That's one of my favourite lines in this episode. That's really funny. Just the yeah. way she says, hallway. <laughs> that's really good. One minute you're standing in a hallway. The next minute you're a poo-poo platter for a lizard. <laughs> that's a funny word, isn't it? Hallway. Gets a laugh um, out of my... I do like that line. Mm. But generally speaking... She's just not believable. I don't. I don't buy that she's doped up. She, I, I don't like her. I, and and her laughing is really weird. Like it's almost like she's crying when she's laughing. I don't, it is. Yeah. It is weird. Um, 
it's, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's a strange ending. Um, well, my last bullet point key is, have you ever flipped someone off when driving? Um, when does this come up at the end about flip giving someone oh, the bird? So she says, um, had to bite my middle finger. How, that, how am I going to drive? That's, that's it. How am I going to drive? Have you ever, have you ever done that? Okay. I, I have not because since I passed my test, I didn't, I haven't driven since. Would you I'm, think you would be prone to do it if you were particularly like in, incensed by someone on the road? I think I'd be far more likely just to beat my horn than. Oh, I'll do that as well. It, it seems a lot more energy to take a hand off the wheel just to swear at someone. Just, I don't, I don't think that would stress me out even more. I've, I've definitely that. done it before. And like, I've done it and like people don't and miss a beat and just do it straight back at you like it's it's amazing really because it's like if you were just bumped into each other on the street it'd be so different what changes when you're in a car it's it's nuts um i'm not proud of myself that i've done that but you're, you're a little bit proud aren't you a little bit proud, <laughs> a little bit proud. A little bit proud. <laughs> you're just sticking it to the man um <laughs> is this episode in your top 10 key okay i think this is probably not going to be controversial to say it is no. not in my top 10 and last time out i felt when we actually first met Kay, i think she's the boss I said that maybe I've, I've given Kate a bit of a hard time and, and all that. I, in this episode, I've really been reminded why I don't like Kate. Um, mm. I just, I don't find her believable. And just some deliveries, man. They're just off. Yeah. And while there are a couple of funny lines, I just sort of sit and think someone else could have done that better. I think it, it, just a different character, if you give them the chance, would have done that line better. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, but no, not not in my top ten, and probably not anywhere near close. No, I completely agree. Um, actor pick, I oh. struggled this week. In fact, oh. I don't. I didn't actually make a note when I saved this document of who I'd picked. Um, oh, so I'm going to have to bounce off you here. Who do you I've go got, with? I've got it narrowed down to two people. I think it's got to be either Fraser or Bulldog, mm-hmm. because no one else really gets the opportunity to shine or do anything. Yeah. Um, but it's quite difficult given that I'm not a big fan of the episode. So. To, to pick one um and it's a choice i, I like dr julius irving mm. and <laughs> and i do like you know just the general nature of bulldog and his episode playing the jokes on the other hand i do love fresh's falsetto um that is amazing i think i think all the funniest bits in this episode is bulldog taking the mick out of frazier and, and and playing him along a little bit so for that reason i think dan butler he gets my boat. I think it's going to be Bulldog for me. He put me down for a Bulldog as well, please. Um, I completely agree with you. I think when I think of this episode, it's one of the most Bulldog-centric, and I think any episode he's privileged in in this way, I normally get a kick out of it. He's not everyone's favourite character, but to me, I, you know, I, I get, I, I like him. Um, it's weird how, like, in the early seasons, in all the promo photos, he's there, billed as one of the main cast, isn't he? Like, it's like they did it with The Office and not BJ Novak's character. He's like a writer for the show. And he's definitely not a main character at all. He's Bulldog level, but he's in all the promo shots. And it's just like, where did this get stipulated in the contract that this became a thing? Because he is not anywhere near main cast, you know. Yeah. Characters not- like Kenny are probably in it more by the time they've been and got than Bulldog. Yeah, and I think that <clears throat> it's, it's a bit of a shame, right? I'd have liked, I'd, I quite like Bulldog. I'd I think, like they, I think initially board. they probably thought he was going to be there for the long haul, didn't they? Yeah, you and know. I think had this episode been just a Bulldog-Frasier rivalry and literally just played on like, the pranks between the two of them and not involved Kate at all, mm. I think it would have been much better. I think I agree, actually. A just a higher. bit of one-upsmanship between the two of them constantly. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um, um, yeah. Sorry, what are you gonna say? No, I, I had. I just think that yeah, 
Are you, you you know had Frazier then ripping on Bulldog for being scared of the lizard? Maybe Bulldog goes back and ends in some kind of calamity or something like that. But I don't think there's any need to include the station manager and the whole. I think the Kate storyline just detracts from Bulldog and Frazier, really. I agree. I agree. Um, Kennedy Burling, I'm out on the ground. Key, what would he make of this episode? And what does he make of lizards? Um, I think Kennedy Burling is like the king of the lizards. He, <laughs> like Jim com- Morrison, the, the lizard king. Yeah, give kimono dragons worship um, Kennedy wow. Burling. Does he own yeah. a big, massive one like Sanchez in James Bond? And he keeps it on his shoulder. Yes, he does. Wow. Um, it's called Yum Yum. <laughs> Do people still have to see it? <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. He just walks up to him going, do you want to see my yum-yum? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Keen. No further explanations needed there. All that remains is to play it. Whose crane is it anyway before we jump into the mailbag? And I've simply got, I quite agree. Someone says, I quite it's agree. Great. It's only used once. I don't know why. My first thought is, it, it, um, okay, so for the... I know I have this every week. can be anyone, isn't it? It's not just... Anyone who can speak um, in the episode. Anyone with a line. Chopper Dave would not qualify. It's not Chopper Dave. It's not Chopper Dave. My my first thought is that it could be um my first thought that it was that it could be, you know, like Dr. Julius Irving. Um mm. and Bulldog saying it. Dr. Julius it's... Irving. Okay, so my, my three I've got it narrowed down to at this stage. One, Dr. Julius Irving. Mm-hmm. AK Bulldog. Yeah. Two, possibly Kate says it to Frasier at some point. Mm. Or three. I think maybe Niall says it when he's talking about drugs with Daphne. Like, oh, I quite agree. That's why I stay clear of drugs. Oh, mommy. Um, and you don't tend to go for anyone other than... Um, maybe, the, 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 the uh, maybe I have this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to say Niall's to Daphne. Absolutely spot on. Is man. it? You jammy bastard. <laughs> and exactly the right context as well about the popping pills. My nerves are bothered by this constant thundering too, but I would never turn to drugs to calm down. Oh, mommy. <laughs> um, but yes, well played, Key. Um, all that remains is to jump to the mailbag. Are you ready to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Raz, who's our next caller? Uh, so through Portland says, great episode, guys. Okay, this is really important, actually, Key. Do you remember we were talking about the blindfold and cigarette line about the plant? Yes, yeah, and we didn't get it. This makes perfect sense. It's a reference to firing squad portrayals in old war movies where the character would be blindfolded and then given one last cigarette before they were shot. Oh, wow. How okay, yeah. It makes make sense. perfect sense. Uh, Leaping Lizards is a weird episode for me. It's got some great gags. I could never get on with Kate's character. Just preaching to the choir here through Portland. Maybe the lack of screen time for overall is what kills it for me, but this is the best of her lot. The scene in the hospital room where Kate grabs Fraser's arm gets me every time. They also mention that they're a diehard Rangers fan and they really appreciated John McGinn attacking Sean Dyche's uh, d- sartorial choices on Twitter, which was hilarious. I um, um I, I thought that, that John McGinn story was actually... I, I just thought someone was joking about it, but it was actually true. I, I think that. it was. Um, um, also, I own a Rangers top that I regularly play five-a-side football in. You'll be pleased to hear. And congratulations to Through Portland on the fact that they are almost certainly oh my God, going yeah. to win the league. So really congratulations are. to Rangers. Sweet Caroline all round. Breaking Celtic's dominance in the, in the top So nice there. to see. So nice. Um, next up, we've got Who in a Box, who says that they've um, they've caught up on all the episodes, and hey. and apparently we've been such great company for the last couple of months. Every time they drive to work, um, so thank you so much, Who in a Box. Um, they, they've got a few comments. So at the last restaurant they worked at, 
Uh, they had a garbage key to the dumpster area that went missing so much the owners put on a keychain and attacked it to a saute pan. Hey. Uh, it was cumbersome, but they never lost it, so it did work. Like that. Um, they love the the tangents, especially when it, we talk about something they enjoy, such as the Premier League, Lord of the Rings, video games, things like that. So that's Excellent. great. Excellent. And they are a Chelsea fan. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> but also genuinely up the villa. A fan yes. of them from afar. Uh, and now follow them much more closely because of us. But he criticizes us for that one all draw back in December. Further, thoroughly Scott. deserved draw. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you very much, Scott. Great to, to have you on board and great to hear from you. Yeah, excellent stuff. A first time uh, caller there, I think. Um, Cam Winston, our res- one of our resident trivia masters, put um, Miles O'Shea, who played the Doctor, won a BAFTA award in 1967 for the film Ulysses. This is in shrink wrap. The movie was considered his made it in films moment. He also featured in Spin City and The West Wing. You talked about dreams. I don't have such interesting stories as you two, but I do remember one where I was in Antarctica as a penguin but could speak English and had human hands. Go figure. <laughs> Another is when I woke up a few months ago because my girlfriend was hitting me in her sleep because in her dream we were having a fight. Well, I reminded her of it in the morning. She had no recollection at all. And don't worry, boys. Villa will always be number one. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it, uh, Hamish. But thank you so much. Talking of dreams, I should just say, one, I once passed my girlfriend her laptop in my sleep because I thought she asked for it. And and we're not sure if either I was just asleep or if she was talking in her sleep. But Maybe you were both like communicating in a dream state. Apparently, she just woke up with me sort of jabbing a laptop at her. So, <laughs> I'll do some work. <laughs> and, and secondly, talking of dreams, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I should... My mum always used to tell me, you say a Friday night dream before noon on a Saturday could come true. Um, but it's not a particularly bad dream, so I should... I had a dream last night that Glastonbury was, um, was dubbed as the Glastonbury Festival, but it's not actually at Glastonbury this year because, you know, COVID. So we're holding it in Bolton and we don't have most of the stars, but, you know, anyone who can perform is going on. And that was, that was the banner in my dream. Oh Glast- my God. Glastonbury, but we're holding it in Bolton. That's amazing. <laughs> I had a dream the other night, actually, and I can say this. I was speaking to Cal, a mutual friend of ours, obviously a Wolves fan, in which he said to me, and I quote, he would have sex with an umbrella if it would get him a home win. <laughs> that is literally what he said to me in the dream. Freud would have a field day with that. There you go. Uh, do you want to read that Sydney ass basket, Uh Yes, up. So, Sydney, congratulations, Sydney. You've got the shout out in the actual episode today. Yes, um, you did. So, very nice. So, um, yeah, they truly enjoyed this episode again, being, being shrink wrap. Uh, and hearing your review makes me enjoy, appreciate even more. It's not in their top 10, but a very solid episode. Uh, whilst they've never been the lone survivor of a plane crash, they're not a huge fan of flying, but unfortunately don't have any exciting anecdotes about it. Um, they have been part of a trust experiment catching a college chum, unfortunately not at Princeton, ah. uh, when they went on an army expedition in Wales in their younger days. So that's yeah, pretty interesting. Very, very, very good, good stuff call. there. I've, uh, I think we should try and do that trust exercise at some point, Kay, and film it uh, <laughs> whenever we can see each other and it's not illegal. I, I feel you can catch me better than... I, I have no physical <laughs> upper body strength or, or, lower, or lower body strength. For <laughs> or any body strength. A, a, a strong breeze and I'm tired. <laughs> 
Reckler puts, not a fan of flying either. It's terrifying. My dreams can be quite weird too. In fact, over the last decade or so, I've kept a dream diary. I've yet to reread any of them. I did that for a portion, actually, but I always forget to fill it out. Don't recall needing a pass at school to go to the toilet, although we did need one to leave the school at lunch. Leaping Lizard's an average episode for me, but one with a memorable ending. When that bed was slowly rising, I, could, I couldn't help but feel Fraser's dread. The writers did well in this scene to raise the tension, sort of making it to a mini horror scene. Even though the first half felt weaker, it didn't ruin my experience of this episode. So thank you, Reckler. Yeah. Uh, next oh, there you go. You get to read out finally MK's fun bits. Uh, Mystery of Night. So great job once again, gents. Um, I had a fear of flying until I actually flew, and then I was fine. Mm. Though I do get panic attacks at security as well. Um, not so much that I'm intimidated by agents, but more that I'm going to forget something that's part of the screening, like take out my laptop or something, which will hold up the entire line. I completely get that. Oh, I'm yeah. 100% on board with that. Um, also, terrifying. maybe just worrying, you know, if a friend has put a dildo in your bag. <laughs> 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 That's with me. Um, but yeah, sorry about that. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, Corey. That just sound rough, and I'm, I'm very much the same. So, yeah. Uh, the trivia and fun bits. I should apologize. That was my phone. Sorry. Oh, don't worry. Um, it's not work, is it? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. It's another unknown number, so I'm going to uh, have to like, Google it after. Screw it. Um, so trivia and fun bits for leaping lizards. Um, when Fraser complains about brown shoes and white socks, that is exactly what Martin is wearing in the same scene. Well, Such I a good spot, man. Did not notice that at all. Love that. That's a brilliant spot. So good. Uh, next up, the Mikato is a cheers callback in season five, episode 21. Simon says John Cleese plays a marriage counselor of some. F- oh, sorry. Season five, episode 21. Simon says. Yeah. John Cleese plays a marriage counsellor of some fame, Dr. Simon Finch-Royce. He's an old college chum of Frasier's and they were in the Mercato together and they reprise Three Little Maids in the episode. So that's obviously wow, where it all stems from. Yeah, yeah. All comes back to that. And finally, another person who's delighted to hear, Chopper Dave, he is still kicking. Oh, God rest his soul. <laughs> I, have, I think I've seen up to season six of Cheers because that's when Kirstie Alley joined and I do not remember that episode. So it just shows my comprehension of... Um, and retention of memories of Jayas has not been good. Um, not great, but there you go. Uh, but thank you, everyone who phoned in uh, and kind of gave your, your thoughts today. Um, next week, we'll be looking at season three, episode five, Kisses Sweeter Than Wine. Um, quite like that episode, actually. It's the one with the Joe coming to do the DIY in the house um, and kind of falling in love with Daphne a little bit. Um, pretty decent episode there. Uh, any final comments or anything, Kay? You want to see my yum yum? <laughs> <laughs> Not live on air, please, gang. <laughs> uh, um, but until then, I've been Will. I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, man. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 